You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. It's Monday, May 8th, 2023. I'm Mike Pierce, Senior HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. We discuss how Measure 2638 will introduce a 0.75% capital gains tax in Multnomah County and how it will affect multifamily. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Gantry Incorporated, the country's largest independent mortgage banking firm focused exclusively on commercial real estate. HFO is your leading multifamily firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. A Multnomah County tax measure could give people facing eviction legal help. Critics say it could do more harm than good eviction protections were lifted last September. The rate of evictions in Monomath County have more than doubled from the pre-pandemic levels. As tenants cycle through the eviction court, they're largely on their own. Of the 842 households that faced eviction this March, only 3% had legal representation according to data collected by Portland State University. Monomath County landlords, meanwhile, were represented by lawyers 50% of the time during the same period. Tenant right advocates say that that leaves renters at risk of being evicted on illegal grounds agreeing to unfair settlements with their landlord, and often having to cover their landlord's legal fees, which tenant advocates say can reach $10,000. A measure headed to Multnomah County voters seeks to realign the skewed legal dynamic. Measure 26238 would introduce a 0.75% capital gains tax to fund lawyers for tenants facing eviction. Proponents say the measure will tax the region's wealthiest and raise 12 to $15 million a year, and could start helping renters as soon as May 2024. On May 16th, Multnomah County voters will decide whether to pass the new tax that will allow people facing eviction free legal representation, yet politicians and community leaders aren't convinced it's the right approach. In a region plagued by unaffordable housing crisis and growing tax fatigue, the proposal has attracted strong opposition from business, political, and community leaders. Many political leaders who oppose the measure, including the entire Portland City Council, the Multnomah County Chair, and the Metro Council President. The opposition campaign has also attracted major investments from local and national real estate organizations. Critics contend that the tax the measure relies on is deeply flawed. The measure proposed taxing capital gains, which is a profit made from a sale of a property, a business, stock, bond, or even works of art. This means the tax largely impacts the region's wealthiest. A study by Oregon Center for Public Policy found in 2020, Oregon's wealthiest 5% made up nearly 85% of all capital gains income in the state. We chose capital gains because they're a way of making money that are disproportionately used by the extremely wealthy, said Colleen Carroll, a spokesman for eviction representation for all, the campaign behind the measure. But critics say that this could backfire. Because unlike federal capital gains tax, this measure does not include a slew of exemptions for low-income households, seniors, people selling their primary residence, or those withdrawing from their retirement funds. Members of eviction representation for all say that was not their intent. But without this phrasing included in the ballot measure, opponents say the loophole could still be abused. The campaign opposing Measure 26238, which calls itself Building Our Future Together, says that unrestricted tax could harm small business owners, seniors, and homeowners of color. Building Our Future Together is primarily financed by the real estate industry. The Political Action Committee's largest donation of $250,000 comes from the National Association of Realtors, the Oregon Association of Realtors, Portland Metro Association of Realtors, Home Builders Association of Metropolitan Portland, and other individual construction and development firms, pitched in at least $135,000. Because of the way the real estate firms are incorporated, most of them will be taxed as individuals under the capital gains tax, meaning that these companies will have to pay 0.75% tax on each property sold. Mayor Ted Wheeler and City Commissioner Mingus Maps have also contributed $500 to the opposition campaign, and Metro President Lynn Peterson also gave $101. 
In total, Building Our Future Together has raised more than $630,000. Eviction representation for all has raised just $29,232. Most of their funding comes from individual donors under $100. Another committee supporting Measure 26238, called Tenants Organizing Against Displacement, has raised over $98,000 for the campaign since 2021. Most elected officials have condemned the measure, citing concerns that additional tax could steer business investment away from the Portland metro area. According to a recent report by Oregon Business and Industry, Portland has the nation's second-highest combined state and local individual income tax, trailing only New York City. We're reaching a point within the city and county of diminishing returns, said John Calhoun, a spokesman for Tax Fairness Oregon, a volunteer-led group that advocates for equitable taxes. And the system to administer those taxes is becoming increasingly inefficient. In late March, Portland Revenue Director Thomas Lanham shared a memo with the Multnomah County Financial Director that estimated the annual administrative cost to oversee the Measure 26238 tax would cost $7 million. That's about half of the money the campaign estimates collecting through the tax. That's unusually high. In contrast, the Portland Children's Levy, a property tax that's up for renewal this May, limits administrative costs to just 5% of revenue. Lanham said the steep cost comes from the quick implementation period of the new tax, the cost of creating and using new paperwork, and the unexpectedly high number of taxpayers whose paperwork needs filing. Based on past tax data of residents with capital gain incomes, Lanham estimates that the new tax could create 61,000 annual tax returns in Multnomah County. Calhoun calls the administrative costs associated with the tax insane. Local elected leaders have also expressed concern about the measure's cost. Since 2017, seven cities have established legal representation programs for tenants facing eviction, including Seattle, Philadelphia, and New York City. Many of these programs were established through legislative process at the city level and come from the city's budget. Measure 26238 is one of two tax measures Portland voters will be considering on May 16th. We urge all parties that are opposed to this measure to make sure their voice is heard and get out there and vote. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interview with Portland Commissioner Mingus Maps as he talks about charter reform, ranked choice voting, and permits. HFO TV videos are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog, available on our website. If you're a multifamily owner in Washington, be sure to subscribe to our other bi-weekly podcast, Washington Multifamily Market Watch, available on our website and all podcast markets. Thanks for listening. Stay in and the talk know to you next with week. HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.